You are listening to LGR Reviews on the Let's Get Ready Network. On this network, we talk about the movie trivia showdown, the first class league, sports, Star Wars, movies, TV, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Walking Dead review. Season 11, the final season, episode 14. And I am emotionally drained after watching this episode. Sorry. <laughs> Whew, man, they really put me through the ringer on this one, but I am looking forward to getting in and talking about it with you. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing amazing. I am... Also emotionally drained, especially after this episode, um, got me almost in the feels for um, some characters and in their past. Uh, and also got me thinking about what might happen in the future with one of our mm-hmm. other main characters. So I'll yeah. definitely allude to that here um, as we as we get our conversation going. But yeah, I'm doing I'm doing great. Uh, I got today, uh, and um, yeah, I'll, obviously I'm always here to talk about The Walking Dead with you, so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, this episode was, for me, one of, maybe, I feel like I've said this a few times this season, maybe one of the best Walking Dead episodes that I've ever seen. Uh, it, it flew by. The pacing was just spot on, because it was like, you blink and it feels like it's over, but in 45 minutes, it just goes by like that. But I think that there were some some huge, huge story beats that happened in this ep- episode some character arcs that are, are being furthered along here. And uh, yeah, just a, a lot to sort of get in and talk about here. But um, we can sort of, t- first, let's, I kind of wanted to talk about this, uh, this sort of subplot, because it's like, it's a kind of a big one, but it's also, you know, not the main, maybe the main focus of this episode. And that is Daryl and Rosita, and their sort of side mission to, uh, well, first off, enjoying donuts, which I thought, I thought that first little scene uh, Daryl uh, makes a date to go to the diner with uh, with Carol, which uh, was was kind of funny. And that that was actually an important line because that that plays out later on. But uh, I, I love that the enjoying the little things kind of thing that the Commonwealth has to offer. They're both enjoying a donut, um, but they sort of been tasked with uh, with finding the rich kid's money here. And, uh, this fucking guy, uh, Sebastian Milton, sort of. Making everybody else do his dirty work and uh, sending Rosita and Daryl into this mansion that's been been swarmed on by by zombies, but the former residents of this uh, I guess bank owner that this guy knew, and um, so there's a lot of like cash and drugs and other things that are possibly <laughs> locked in a safe. And he's like, "You're gonna you're gonna put the Walker guts on. You're gonna go through the horror. You're gonna get my money and come back." And, and Daryl's like, "Well, or what?" And he goes and he threatens their children, he threatens uh, Coco, and he threatens uh, Judith, and Daryl immediately says, if you ever do that again, I'm going to gut you, which is like, why don't you just do it? Just do it now! Just gut him now! This guy's Please. bad news! Just get rid of him! <laughs> Please. Before he does anything worse, which we, we know, we'll get there, but 
Uh, yeah, I actually I quite enjoyed this uh, this little side mission that they had to do. Uh, I thought it was uh, really some good setup as well with, with Sebastian and Darrow and what, what, what might play out there with those two and, and everything. And uh, I, I love that, how Daryl like, immediately almost just stabbed the guy and, and everything. And uh, Yeah, I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed this, uh, Corey. What about you? Yeah, this whole like side mission and looking at Daryl and Rosita going in to take the money, you know kind of what their side is going in. He's like, why do you need money? Like, <laughs> you, you've already got enough privilege. Like, money isn't, like, the the most important thing in this world right now. And Sebastian like, Milton, the, the ultimate embodiment of white yeah, privilege. <laughs> yeah, and, like, money is just not important. Uh, like, even in the Commonwealth, I don't, like, obviously they have, like, their little class system or whatever, but, like, Money's really not that important, I don't believe, in there either, uh, as far as like just getting through and making it. Uh, I think it's about more what you actually do within the Commonwealth, as as far as like how do you contribute to the society, the role uh, you play in the community. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, as much as like all the other communities that we've seen kind of just build up uh, in in the last eleven seasons or whatever. Or at least since since our main group has been part of these different communities, like it's more like the role that you play and not actually like how rich you are, because like money, money is not really a thing uh, in this world. So like for Daryl and Rosita to just go in, you kind of understand their um, their side and be like, why do you need this <laughs> type of thing? And Sebastian's over here is just like. Well, this this rich kid is like money. I need more more money to do his his little pleasure activities and, and whatnot. And he's just like, you can just go do those. To be honest, <laughs> I don't care if your mom's cut you off the credit line or not. Like, you can still go do that stuff. So it was it was just weird. Uh, and when Sebastian kind of threatens Daryl, and Daryl comes out him to to put that knife to him. I was just like, all right, let me let me put this up real quick. Um, we know that Sebastian kills Rick Grimes in yes, he does in the comics. Um, towards the, towards the end of the the whole comic book run, Sebastian kills Rick Grimes, right? So now that now we don't have we don't have Rick Grimes right now, um, I think Sebastian's going to kill Daryl. Like we've been saying this his last however many weeks. I yeah. think I think by doing this this whole little scene right here, I think Sebastian's gonna be the one to oh to my Miro, God. So it's gonna not be ready sad for it. It's gonna be not sad. Ready for it. Uh yeah, I think you might be right. Unfortunately, uh yeah, leave, leave that thing up real quickly because I wanna I wanna I wanna, I wanna talk about this because uh the, the only counter argument to this is that Carol and Daryl are supposed to be getting their own spin-off series. So okay. yeah. But but that does not necessarily have to chronologically take place after season 11. This can take place in those. There's a large time gap, remember. Uh, there's a little big time jump they did in the middle, yeah. so it could easily take place then. There could be some other Carol Daryl stuff that happens in between that we don't get. But, yeah, man, I have a really bad feeling that you're right about this one. You know, unless they got Andrew Lincoln to come back and do the last couple episodes, which is all entirely possible. Because uh, there were some rumors that he was on the set with everybody or, or whatnot, but um, 
I don't know, man. I got a, as, as they say in Star Wars, I got a really bad feeling. About this. <laughs> uh, there you go, everybody, uh, on the comic book stuff. But uh, moving forward a little bit. Um, oh, I also really wanted to quickly shout out the, the, the scene where Sebastian tries to get Daryl to put, put him over in wrestling terms in front of everybody else. And Daryl just is just like, oh, yeah, good stuff. Right. Awesome. <laughs> that sarcastic clap. That sarcastic clap was the best thing. It was like, yeah, you, yeah, you did your thing back there, man. It's just like, yeah, you did. Everybody, everybody yeah. sees it too. I do like if we if we just stick stick with this right here. Like, I do like um, the Mercer part of this aspect. Yeah, man. I, I yeah. my my uh, memory is a little cloudy here, but. Um, Mercer's aspect in this whole thing of like getting the money uh, and shooting those and shooting basically Sebastian's bodyguards like in the back of the head, yeah. Um, and like, oh yeah, he's he's in it now. Like Mercer has finally like realized and also acting upon his realization that like he's he's totally in it now. Like he is he he's he's through with like being the like this head guy that has that needs to. Uh, follow orders, basically, um, and appease. Well, not follow orders, but appease to um, at least the the higher ups in, in this community, um, and getting ready to do what he might do, like he did in the comic books. And there it is again. Also, <laughs> and also, um, you also don't read the comic books, by the way. So, yeah, you know, um, cause cause this same. whole this whole uprising. Um, yeah. And the comic wealth and lead and be the leader of this whole uprising and and fighting back against the machine basically. So yeah, um, I think the the seeds are more seeds are starting to sprout. The seeds were planted a while ago, but they're starting mm -hmm. to sprout now. Uh, and Mercer is like fully in it, and I can't wait to kind of see where he goes after this. Yeah, uh, that that is. A big moment for Mercer, I think, for sure. And there, there are two sides to the coin, I would say. So, um, I'll briefly back up a little bit. So, yeah, Daryl and Rosita make it through the house. They find, like, the lone survivor of this 12-person group that was sort of sent in. Uh, she doesn't last very long. They, they break into the vault. The alarm sounds for a minute. Uh, it looks like they're going to be cornered. They do get the money. They get all the money. Um, but then they're, they're uh, rescued by Mercer and Carol. And Carol makes that point that, well, you were late for our date, so I, I, I got Mercer and I came looking for you. So I, I like that. I like how they set that up earlier on in the episode and then they paid it off there. Um, but, yeah, so they get the money, they go back. There are these two guards. They're sort of like, oh, yeah, you got the money, and they're, like, you know, looking through it and everything, and Mercer just just coughs them immediately. And for I think for, for a moment there, it's like, okay, that's a big turning point for Mercer. This is his first big moment of like, okay, now I'm sort of on their thing. He's now on the group's side, if you would. And I think he's starting to start planting the seeds of this potential uprising in the Commonwealth. And I think this is this is a real big moment for him, sort of like he, he did in the comics. But I think, it, you know, and this is sort of general, so we can sort of take that down. But like, um, there are two sides to this coin because uh, at first glance, you're like, okay, now he's really on our side. But on the other other end of things, he sort of makes a point. You have to give Sebastian the money, and right. the, from his perspective, those two guys were probably going to be more of a problem than anything because they were going to try to get try to either take some of the money for themselves 
or you know he sort of solved the problem before it happened as well as sort of maybe beginning this this new sort of ideas of an uprising in Tonga. so very very interesting dynamic there and then uh we, we do see them bring the money back to sebastian and he gives them a cut which is just seems like a fr- tiny little fraction of right. <laughs> he's a piece of shit but uh yeah, man, I, this this was a really fun, I think, side mission to this episode that still played into the larger storylines and what's been happening with the Commonwealth, and I think was was equally important because I think there's been certain episodes where it's like, why are they doing why are they doing this side mission? Like it doesn't seem like it matters, and there's all this other stuff going on that's more important. But I think this this thing particularly fit in well with what the other stuff that was going on because man, there was a lot of other stuff going on in this episode. For sure, but uh, any other thoughts on sort of the uh, the Daryl Rosita Mercer uh, side part of this episode? No, that's that was that was all my thoughts there. Um, yeah, I like I said, I think Sebastian is bad, bad news. Bad, yeah, he's bad news, obviously, <laughs> um, and he he needs to get checked. And I wish his mom would just check him, but yeah. I doubt that she will. I, w- I actually want to see more of Pamela Milton. To be honest with you, yeah, uh, we haven't seen her. We haven't seen her a whole lot. Um, we might see her more in kind of the the final third of the of the season. Yeah. Uh, but I want to I I want to see more of her uh, and kind of her yeah. interaction with Sebastian uh, because they, that's family right there. And I just want to see what their their relationship on screen uh, looks like and how they how they talk to each other. Yeah, yeah, and and this is this is not so much a comic spoiler, so I can kind of move the banner off for here, but sort of to, to compare a little bit in the comics, uh, uh, Pamela Milton was was really kind of in that villain role, I think towards the end of, of the series, of the book series, and sort of played that role. And I think that the show has given that role a little bit more to Lance Hornsby. Yeah. And I think Lance Hornsby is sort of kind of been established as the villain almost of the final season, even though it's doesn't feel like he's as clear cut of a villain, but he certainly he gets the uh, he gets the, the that look from Carol, you know, towards the end of that that last se- scene that they have, where he sort of explains it all to her, and she goes, well, "I get it, you know, you're, you're part of the problem, you're part of the solution." He's like, "Okay, good, I'm glad you're on my side." And then, as you see her turn around, she has that classic Carol look of like, "Uh oh." You know, similar to what maybe she would have, that look that she would have had if she had just had a conversation with, with the governor or, or with Negan early on or with, like, you know, uh, what's her name? Lunatic bald lady there from the Whispers. But, uh, Alpha, yeah. yeah. Alpha, yeah. Uh, di- different dynamic for sure. Yeah. But I do think, like, he, he, Hornsby got the Carol look, if that makes sense. Yes. So, yes. He, he's definitely the, uh, the villain, I think, if you can almost. Call that. I mean, I think there's there's more dynamic to it in, in the sense that he's. I mean, he doesn't see himself as a villain. He's trying to shape the world in his own. Image. Yeah, he thinks he's helping. He's th- yeah. he thinks he's helping these communities by bringing them in, and he doesn't realize that he isn't because he wants to basically be a dictator and yeah. like the like the he's more like a behind the scenes dictator and wants to be yeah. like a. Like puppet master um and trying to control all these things uh, but i don't think he realizes the uh 
um, just the depths that he's trying to get to um, or depths that he has taken to get to where he wants to be um, and kind of just the wrongdoing. So, yeah. yeah. And, and as we see, I mean, one of those depths that he is, he sort of sunk to here is hiring this, uh, this Carlson guy, <laughs> and what he's been doing here and, and uh, just slaughtering this, this poor group here that uh, thinks he thinks has their weapons, which we, we later find out. Who actually had the weapons? And I was—I was, I was a little annoyed with myself because I was going to make a bold prediction about that last week. It ended up being true, so I'm like kind of slapping myself for for not saying that I forgot the end of last week's episode. But I was absolutely spot on with who took the weapons. Um, but yeah, so we we sort of go back to where we picked off last week after Carlson has just massacred a, a good chunk of this this group uh, that now Negan has joined. And we'll see a little bit of that, Matt, Maggie, Lydia, Aaron, and uh, Elijah sort of leading the charge there and, and sort of coming to the rescue, if you would. And, uh, you know, they, they run into to Negan, who's, who's been part of that group and uh, who's established himself as part of this group. And we definitely get a little bit more info there. And I think one character that's sort of maybe um, underappreciated as playing as large of a role as she really has and this episode in particular is Lydia. And I think that there's, there's, there's a lot of times where it was like, they were really focusing on her and her dynamic and relationship with Negan. And then that scene later that we get with Herschel, which we'll talk about here uh, in, in a minute, but they, they kept like cutting back to her, which I found very interesting. It was like Negan and then Herschel and then back to Negan and then Lydia and her reaction to it. And, they sort of set that that tone right away where um, you have this character, Annie, which is now Negan's wife and uh, future mother of his child, potentially. Uh, fingers crossed that she she makes it makes it her okay. Um, we know how tragic this show can get. But um, yeah, that this this first kind of thing that Lydia brings up, which I found very interesting, is that they're talking about the Commonwealth. They're like, you know, we, we didn't... Uh, we came in the, with the militia, but it's different. Like they, we're, we're living in this group, the Commonwealth, but it's different. And Lydia sort of makes this point that no, it's not different. They're just like the Whispers, but with different masks. And I, I found that line very interesting. And uh, I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on that too, Corey, and, and the role that Lydia has played in this episode. Yeah, um, she that that line right there because. The previous episode she was going to go join with the commonwealth and she was on her way she was on her way out of uh guessing the, the hilltop um and their their rebuilding of hilltop and she was on her way to go until um this whole thing happens that the guy comes in on the horse and, and basically dies in front of her he's like yeah the commonwealth did this but um yeah her her kind of role in this and just like Negan's relationship, because Negan has like this affinity for kids. And back when they were dealing with the whispers, like he kind of took her under his wing um, mm -hmm. just because uh, she, she was a child and she's, she's kind of been through this whole thing and thinks that she didn't really deserve to be treated the way Alpha kind of treated her or whatnot. So like he kind of sees her as I would say a daughter um, at this point um, or at least a, a close niece, if you will. 
Um, but like father figure. Whole, yes. Yeah, yeah, father figure. So like her kind of seeing this whole thing in um the Commonwealth is just like, oh, we like I was part of this, like we did this whole thing, like we took over communities or like we destroyed communities um because they were stepping foot in our territory. Um, but this they want to take over communities because they want to build their territory. Um, but it's through the same type of uh motives and expanding uh and being just kind of left alone, but being in a different mask, not figured like literally, yes, they're in a different mask, but figuratively figuratively uh as well. Um, with the with the juxtaposition of kind of what I just said, um, they wanted to, the, the whispers wanted to be the whispers alone, but the Commonwealth they want to expand, but there's still the same type of uh, a motive there um, as far as getting really what they want and and going to the depths. Like I just said with horns, we like going to the depths of the, the of what how how they do things uh, and the far and extremes. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, this group has our weapons, so we're just going to go in and slaughter them until they give us the information. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I agree with all that. I, I would love to get a chance to talk with Cassidy McClincy, the actress that plays um, Lydia, at some point. Cause she, she, like, I feel like has done a lot with this character and given her a lot more depth than, than what we got with her in the comics. And uh, I'd be really curious to get like her perspective on what that's like and, and how she sort of handled that character because you got this whole relationship with Negan that we really didn't have yeah yeah. Comics and, and her, yeah her comic book character has gone like very differently from yeah. the show um because one because Carl's not here <laughs> so right. um like that's one of my first like, questions like are, are you glad you didn't have to lick the Carl's eyeball right <laughs> <laughs> And also, uh, probably glad you didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. And also, Sophia's gone. Sophia's been gone. Yes. Um, but, yes. like, there was a whole, like, little love triangle thing kind of going mm -hmm. on in the comic book, um, with those three. And, like, they had to give her something else to do here. And I, I think the, the relationship with Negan was, was spot on. And, yeah. Doing that because he, he's the one who killed Alpha. Killed her uh, mother. Yeah. yeah. And yet so, he's still like a mentor figure, and I think she looks up to him and respects him. And right. That's just what a what a wild dynamic, you know? Because I think I think she's even expressed that. She's like, that wasn't, you know, at, at one point she was my mother, but then she's not really because she just like lost it, you know, and right. the horrible things that she did. You know, she was kind of she's like, I would have done, I would have been the one to kill her if it wasn't for Negan, kind of thing. So it's crazy. Yeah, some intense stuff there. And, yeah, about about twenty minutes into this episode, it really I think it's like it's so much happened at once to hit you in the feels, and it all starts with uh, with Negan looking out the window and he goes, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and uh, it turns out that uh, Maggie had a bit of a stowaway, and um, Maggie, who has now gone off with uh, Annie, this new character that uh, is Negan's wife, and and. Uh, yeah, and then so those two go off, and and Negan sort of stays back to. I think the the logic was like, you know, we need somebody that knows you to to help protect you, kind of deal. But then, man, we, we throw this dynamic into the mix with with Herschel, 
with with Maggie's son, Herschel Reed, um, being dragged into the situation. I guess I guess he he had probably hidden in whatever transport she was using to get to the or followed her over to to wherever this is. And man, so the the Commonwealth soldier captures him, and the first thing you see is Negan just just murdering this this Commonwealth soldier. Mm-hmm. And the way that it's shot with him, the crowbar, just bashing this guy in the head right in front of Herschel. Just eerie to, to how he killed Glenn and that whole way that was shot. It's just like, it's the first thing I thought was like, oh, man, that's brutal. That like you have that scene to sort of, you know, take us into the commercial break. But man, this was like, they hit you with so much at once because you had the Herschel stuff going on. Uh, you have Maggie and Annie, and then they have this conversation about Negan and all the horrible things that he did and sort of that we can change as people and mm-hmm. be better and that not everybody's hands are clean. They've all done horrible things to have to survive in this in this world that they live in. But then, you know, you get this, you get Negan saying that Maggie, you know, your son, we have your son, and like basically, it. She's like, if anything ever happens to him, kind of thing. And his response is, well, it's gonna have to have to happen to me first. And like that was the first line. It's just, oh, it just hits you in the feels. It's like the man that killed his father, the man that killed her husband, is now has to protect her son. Right. And is that guy that is gonna do it all costs, anything it takes to protect Herschel Ree here in this situation. So that was part one of this whole scene, I think, that really lead us in. You know, we go to commercial shortly after this, but man, I know there's more, more to talk about here, but Corey, initial thoughts on this, because like you had texted me, you're like, man, I, not, even, not even halfway into this episode and I'm already like getting emotional. So yeah, wow. Yeah, that's all I can say is wow. Yeah, it's a lot. So that like show, the, this whole first part that you're that you're talking about, it's just like this whole it's a situation that they all get put in, um, and Negan having to protect Herschel and everything that Negan's done to basically Maggie and and Glenn killing Glenn, um, and now having to protect Herschel. Negan is also worried about Annie, who is with child. And the whole reason Negan left the group was because of when he saw Maggie due to the Reapers. Like he was like, oh, I'm he he basically left because he knew he was next. And the whole reason he left. So like that being in, in position with that. And now that Negan or now that Maggie is with his wife, like what's Maggie going to do to his wife? Um, And it was, it was Annie who called out Maggie to go with her, right? Yes. Not the other way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So like, I think that obviously. I think think Annie asked Maggie to go with her. Yeah. 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 So like that that just put everything in, in this whole situation. Um, And I think she did that on purpose to explain to Negan that he is now a changed man. 
Yeah. Uh, and just or expli- explain to Maggie that Negan is now changed. Right, 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 yeah. right. So like is this whole this whole thing is just like, oh man, what what's gonna happen? Is is Maggie really gonna kill Annie? Is how how is how's Negan gonna deal with Herschel? Um and what is like they they gotta get out this complex. They have to find find Carlson. That's the main objective is to find Carlson and get the rest of these people to safety is kind of this, the main objective. But um the whole thing, these interactions of of these characters is is interesting and like I applaud the the, the storytelling and putting these characters in these positions to the kind of kind of really just talk it out. Yeah, definitely. And Man, what a situation they put him in here because we get part two of this uh, putting my emotions in a in a blender and push it, putting it on the highest setting and just, just blend it. Yeah, just, just, just do that, Walking Dead. Thank you. Appreciate it. But we get uh, we get to Maggie. Sorry, we get to Negan and Herschel in the same scene. And Herschel sort of starts asking him these questions like, you know, are are you a bad man? You know, are, are you, my mother tells me and told me to stay away from you. Uh, are are you the bad man that killed my father? And Negan just straight up says yes. Yeah, me, I was a bad man. And um, Herschel pulls the gun on Negan and is uh, is potentially about to kill him as the rest of this group is like that's the the thing that was just incredible to me is how how this was filmed and how it was made how, how like this is going down this very tense moment with Herschel pointing the gun at Negan and Negan sort of having to explain it and explain his mentality and the rest of the group just sort of watching like they're not they're not going to step in but they're just sort of like at the ready like just watching how this is all going down and and Lydia again especially the way that she's sort of they keep cutting back to her because she has this sort of you know, father-daughter dynamic going with, with Negan as well. Uh, and then she eventually, as, as Herschel lowers the gun, she's the one that comes and takes the gun away from Herschel. But, man, what a scene. This, this to me, was possibly one of the best character-to-character moments ever in the history of the show. Mm. And we all kind of think figured that this was going to happen eventually, that we were going to get some sort of, not showdown, but some sort of scene with Herschel and with with Negan, and uh, again, something that was not in the comics, um, but I think that this also really, really establishes Negan's character arc. I mean, just the the redemption arc for Negan and how far that has come. And you know, in wrestling terms, again, he is now a a full on babyface, and he's a good guy, right? And he was a bad guy. But this dynamic between the two of them, between Negan and Herschel here, was just, um, it, it was incredible. It really was. And props to the show and the writers for putting together, again, what was uh, one of the most emotional and one of my favorite ever Walking Dead character-to-character scenes. Yeah. And just going back, like, Negan, I think Negan was like, all right, whatever happens, happens. Um, and I think he was just ready to concede to, to just dying right there. Um, because he, he knows, he knows what he's done. 
Like he knows how he 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 knew the person he he was when he led the saviors. Um, and he he realizes all of that and is just like, all right, if this is my fate, then so let it be. But he also says, like, hey, if you pull that trigger, like this look like they're gonna find our location. All these people are not deserving of my actions in the past. Um, and they kind of they deserve to live. Um, so if you do pull that trigger, like our, our location is going to get found, like mm. all of us are dead right now. So um, that kind of, quote unquote, saves him a little bit, as well as the rest of the rest of the people in this apartment complex. So like that was there. But I think he was I think he was ready to like be like, all right, like if <laughs> if little Herschel is is the one to to kill me and off me. Like so, let it be. I I deserve what I deserve. Did. It, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That was my thought on that. And it is just like we said um, earlier. It's like just the the situation and the storytelling of who these characters are, what they did in their past, how they how they reconcile with with the past, how Herschel understands what happened to his father. Uh, how he deals with it, how how he how he just is ends up in this situation. Like he ends up in this situation just randomly um, being stowaway in, <laughs> in this truck. Um, but he's like Negan does save him from um, the trooper uh, there beforehand. So it was like there's a little bit of a little bit of uh, a heroism there. So. Um, but yeah, this, just the whole situation is just is it's great to me. Um, and yeah, I, I texted you like right after the scene. It was just like, man, I'm almost in tears right now, and we're not even halfway through the episode. That was um, really emotional. Crazy yeah, stuff. man. Yeah, and and I think quickly while we're on this topic, we'll sort of talk about the scene that happens later, where Negan, you know, after they get out of this conundrum, he walks over to Herschel and he sort of explains to him that. You know, you, you go with your mom, you go help build your home. But once you get a little older, come find me and we can yeah. settle this. So, yeah. Nice little tease there for what we might get later on. And it, it poses this question that, you know, we, we've talked about Maggie potentially being the one to kill Negan. And we know that they're getting their own show. We're getting, we're getting the Maggie and Negan in New York show. Um, but do you think that Herschel, maybe a teenage Herschel or somebody like something like that, could potentially kill Negan at some point down the line. Maybe that happens in the Maggie and Negan show. Maybe it doesn't happen yeah. on this show. But that seems like a setup for that particular thing to happen. Yeah. Um, if Herschel doesn't change, uh, right. I, well, that was gonna that was yeah. gonna be part of it. Yeah, and some Sad. more. Yeah. Walking Dead comic spoilers <laughs> here. Like a a grown up Herschel is. Uh, it's not good news. Yeah, he's kind yeah. of a brat as well. <laughs> and is, he might as well be Sebastian 2.0. Um, yeah. And he's he's not like the most likable character, like in that last issue yeah. um, in the comic. Because uh, he, he is kind of a brat and kind of kind of spoiled because Maggie, Maggie is the uh, kind of the new governor, uh, if you will, uh, of the Commonwealth. So. Yeah. Herschel is kind of fulfilled that role of the of the spoiled 
spoiled kid uh kind of getting what he wants and kind of kind of running things a little bit so um if he doesn't i never liked that in the comics by the way. Yeah, I was not, not a fan of what they did. Yeah, Sorry. Uh, so if <laughs> if he grows up to be more of a brat, like I can see him like killing Negan mm-hmm. and might be in that that little spinoff show. Um, but I hope, I hope, like when when Negan says like, "Hey, see me when you get older," like we'll settle this type of thing. Like I hope like he's able to like explain to him, like explain to Herschel, like, Hey, I did this because X, Y, and Z, like I, the change. Yeah. Like I, I did what I did because I had to, like everybody was fighting for their lives type of thing. Everybody was uh, killing everybody. And that's just yeah. the way it was back then. Yeah. So yeah. maybe there's some type of sit down, and then Herschel pulls the trigger. No, <laughs> that would be very much yeah. like the show for them. Yeah, you know how the show works. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like whatever. But yeah, I hope there's some type of a mutual understanding of uh, is coming to grips. But you know how this show works is it could go terribly wrong, and Herschel yeah. just be like, "Man, I don't care." Pull the trigger. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, another thing about, about Herschel here is that, I mean, it's pretty traumatic uh, early life for him as a kid. So uh, how that affects him later as an adult and if he turns into a brat or if he has some issues, then you kind of trace it back to some of that. But, yeah. Um, I'm very interested to see what they do with, with that character. And, and props to Jeffrey D. Morgan again for just, just crushing it in this role and uh, just the emotion that he was able to convey that in this scene. And, and the kid, man, the kid that plays Herschel, uh, the actor's name is Kean, I believe, Kean Michael Spiller. And uh, I, I'm not sure how old he is, probably about eight or nine years old, but I, I want to give props to him as well for yeah. being really, really good for, for a kid his age in this scene. I think that could be said for a lot of these kid actors that, that they bring, like the actress that plays Gracie, the actress that plays uh, Judith. They all do just a, a fantastic job. So, yeah. um, but uh, I guess the last couple of things to talk about here is um, we, we sort of predicted that this uh, this Carlson guy would not last very long. Uh, once a character goes this far off the deep end, uh, it's, it's, it's not usually good, not going to end well for them in this universe. And uh, we certainly see that he's sort of, he's on the roof and he's trying to call in the troops, but they're all getting gunned down and, uh, He's got uh, Aaron and, and uh, Gabriel sort of at gunpoint, but uh, the, the tables are turned. And uh, man, I, I just love this. This is very satisfying to have him get what was coming to him because uh, earlier he nearly finds them. There's this really tense moment where they're all sort of behind this curtain in this room, and they're all they all got their guns pointed, and he's like mm-hmm. kind of trying to sneak in this closet. It's like this this uh, you know sort of uh, underground railroad style. Uh, entrance to this this room and he's almost there and he nearly finds him he's like even got the troops ready to swarm in and then there's gunfire and oh it's that fucking priest again or whatever and then they go and they have the scene on the roof but um i was totally satisfied with the way that he goes out where he's just like he he's he's trying he's like laughing at first and you know trying to explain himself to to aaron and aaron just picks up the gun and he 
He stands up and he starts to walk towards Aaron. Aaron's just like, no, we're not going to have that. Just right. blast him. He falls <laughs> off the ledge and he gets splat. There's a nice flat. You think that's the end of him, but he's still barely alive and he gets swarmed by the the group of zombies that he pushed off the ledge. Yeah. So, Karma is a bitch, Corey. <laughs> yeah. No, no. I I like this whole scene. And I like that Aaron was the one to do it too. Yeah, he was he was on Aaron's tail this whole, these last two episodes, <laughs> and he and he he tried to kill Aaron. Like he did. There was no, yeah. there was no bullets in the in the gun. He was he like, "Are right, you trying to kill me, motherfucker? I'm gonna just yeah. blast you." Like, nah, man. <laughs> Here you go. Here's a bullet for you. <laughs> and he gets off, goes off uh, the the roof there, and that was yeah. That, that was a violent. Splat! I was like, "All right, yeah, he's totally dead." He's but done. He, and then he's like, straight up, like crippled, like this. Like, one leg was over here. <laughs> like other leg was this way. Looks like that like, a Family oh, Guy, you know? Yeah. So I was like, "Oh, he's dead." Then he's like, "Oh yeah, help me!" <laughs> yeah, he was pleading for help too. Yeah. And like, uh, the, yeah, the, the the people that he kicked off the building. Were the ones to actually kill eat him, so um, yeah, it was a, a fitting death for uh CIA operative Carlson. So good um, riddance, yeah, trying to get rid of all of that, and it definitely leads into this next episode where the basically like back up. So, you know, we didn't talk, kind of alluded to Hornsby a little bit, but. Um, kind of getting these backups into this uh, apartment complex, and we saw in the preview that Daryl's Daryl's going to be, and the thing that we saw at the end of episode nine uh, is finally coming into play yeah. uh, here and, and standing outside of the gates. So, yep. episode uh, fifteen looks like we're swinging right back around yeah. that scene. So, yeah. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to. Uh, the the new episode that we're gonna get um yeah. next this next week so i'm happy for it i am too really hyped for it and again i'm i'm kind of mad at myself because last week i was gonna be like you know they're they're trying to figure out who it was that that took these mm -hmm. weapons and i was going to predict that that bitch leah was the one to uh to do it especially after daryl let her go the way that he did uh, that she was going to cause all sorts of problems later on in the season, and sure enough, I was correct. Uh, I think it was the obvious choice. It, a lot of people, I saw a lot of the theories that were predicting that she was probably the one to take the weapons. And uh, sure enough, the big reveal at the end of this episode, they sort of posed this question: Well, if this group didn't take the weapons, then who did? And then we cut to two weeks earlier, and we see that it was in fact Leah uh, who did that. So a lot more with Leah. Yet yeah. to come, and another yep. villain that survived and is still very much a threat in this final season. Yeah, what's she gonna do though? Like she's a she's a one man army right now. Right. Like, what are you gonna do? What can she do? Is kind of my question. So yeah, um, does, does she try to storm yeah. the Commonwealth? Does she try to go after Hilltop or Alexandria? Maybe. Uh, is she, she gonna go go after Daryl? Yeah, Hilltop's pretty yeah. weak right now. So yeah. especially after Maggie, what Maggie did to the Reapers, um, I can totally see her having a, a grudge against 
uh, Maggie and going Maggie. after the hilltop. So and Daryl as well. If if we yeah. if we kind of presume Daryl is going to be there, and she has to, a bone to pick with him as well, despite her him sort of letting her go. Right. But um, yeah, I think the vendetta certainly is for Maggie above anybody else because Maggie was the one that sort of slaughtered the rest of her group. So um, really going to be interested to see where that goes. Really, really excited for these last couple episodes that we're getting uh, before we go on break again and then come back with the final eight later on this year, probably close closer to like October or something. But um, yeah, man, this is where it really ramps up. You know, I think it, this episode again for me was like a like a nine out of 10, maybe even a nine and a half or a 10 out of 10. I think it was one of the best episodes of The Walking Dead that we've ever had. And uh, I just think it's just going to get crazier because, you know, it's usually like the the 15th and 16th episode of the season is where there's just like all sorts of crazy shit that happens and probably some major character death. So we have that to look forward to as well. Oh, uh, get get that Kleenex ready, everybody, because I think it's going to be a, be a tough road here to, towards the end of the series. Yeah, no, yeah, you said it. You hit the nail on the head. It's always the the second to last or the penultimate episode of fifteen, the, man. either the half season or the the complete season. It's always yeah. something huge. Somebody, somebody big just dies. So, um, interested to see if that happens and who it might be, how things spiral out after that, and what have you so this yeah things are just going to ramp up even though it's it's the last season so things are going to be getting pretty crazy here yes 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 they are i'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks to come on here and talk about it with you Corey. um it, it is the end of the second act i would say of the final season it's nice that they had these three uh episode blocks because uh, it does feel like the first eight was act one the second eight or act two and then the uh, final eight will be the third act and the final act of this entire show, this crazy uh, over decade long adventure that we've been on with these characters and with, with this story. So um, really, really looking forward to it. Uh, anything else, any other social media plugs or anything you want to get out of the way before we get out of here? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm excited for, for these episodes here. Uh, otherwise, Things you can find me on Corey Cameron Visuals on Instagram, Corey Cameron Viz on Twitter. Uh, you can find Dagan and I every Sunday at 5:30 Eastern, 4:30 Central on um, Let's Get Ready Network. Any given Day. Um, we just did our big episode with uh, the team from Euro Schmo and our crossover episode. We got to talk to Christian for at least a half hour. Uh, that was really so, fun to do last night, and we're still wearing the same clothing. Which exactly. Is, we're, we're wearing the same clothing 24 hours later, right? Yes. So, yeah, uh, if you haven't seen that, go back and watch that. Um, if you don't know what the Schmodown is, we we always implore you to go watch watch the Schmodown. I know people are probably here because of the Schmodown, but if you come for the Walking Dead reviews and are new to the LGR network, um, movie trivia showdown. Um, if you're into movies, just in general, and love trivia. Um, that is the place to go watch, uh, watch it. So, um, get in, come see Dagan and I on any given schmo day, uh, call into the show, uh, and, and interact with us. Cause we love, love the fan interaction. Yes, absolutely. And we appreciate the real hardcore, real loyal people watching 
these reviews with myself yeah. and Corey. <laughs> I know there are a few of you, a very, very small few of you, but we really, really do appreciate it. We appreciate all the support that you give us here on the Let's Get Ready Network. So make sure to like this video. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. Uh, that always helps. And, uh, yeah, if, if you like this, you want to check out the Schmodown or any other Schmodown related shows, make sure to do that. And uh, anything else we got? Uh, I think that's pretty much it. I think we can wrap it up for today. Looking forward to coming back and talking about the next couple episodes because it's going to get real crazy. I got a feeling that it's going to get real, real intense and a lot of shit's about to go down in the world of The Walking Dead. So uh, until then, um, yeah, a quick check here. I, I think uh, this past week's episode was uploaded a little late because we had some technical problems with YouTube, but I, I believe this will be up, uploaded at the correct time, so hopefully you'll be able to view this uh, at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific, uh, noon Eastern here on the Let's Get Ready Network YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, Corey, good talking with you as always, and uh, we'll be back next week for more Walking Dead and more Any Given Schmode. Until then, see everybody. Cheers. Deuces. Deuces.